Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Return fire, and at that point, I just I ducked and co- I looked for cover. All four people, including the gunman, died while six others were taken to the hospital. Authorities have not said whether the suspect's wife was among those killed nor injured. One man rescued, two others still missing after being swept away by flash floods in Vegas. Thunderstorms moved in Wednesday evening. Flood advisories were issued due to extensive rainfall from former Hurricane Hillary. Officials also warning more rain today. Well, I'm Nicole Burley. That is all for News Nation Now. Thank you so much for watching our breaking news coverage. The Hill picks it up right now. Well, we begin tonight with the first time and the fourth time. This is a live look right now at the Fulton County, at a Fulton County, Georgia, where later this evening, the former president, Donald Trump, will enter that jail to be booked and receive a mugshot for charges related to the 2020 presidential election. All of this, of course, comes less than 24 hours after Republican presidential candidates took to the debate stage to make their pitch as to why they should be the party's new standard bearer. Who the heck is this skinny guy with a funny last name and what the heck is he doing in the middle of this debate stage? And it was a once unknown who the seasoned politicians gave much of their attention to. Plus a plane falling right out of the sky in Russia, carrying the man who tried to march on Moscow. Now we are hearing from Vladimir Putin. The Hill on News Nation starts right now. Got a little bit going on today. Thanks for being with us uh, here on the Hill on News Nation. I'm Blake Berman, joined today by Kurt Bardella, Democratic strategist, Denise Gitsum, Republican strategist and former aide to President George W. Bush, Michael Starr Hopkins, a Democratic strategist who worked on both the Obama and Hillary Clinton campaigns, and Charlie Dent, of course, former Republican representative from the state of Pennsylvania. Also joining us today is May Mailman, former Trump White House attorney and senior fellow at the Independent Women's Forum. Hello to you all. Um, Two huge stories, right? The first Republican debate, the 45th president of the United States about to to walk into uh, jail in Georgia. Let's start there. Donald Trump could have shown up there. He was given a pretty wide window. He chose prime time the day after the first debate that he chose not to be at. Not a coincidence, right, Charlie? Uh, No, not at all. But I'm kind of old school. I always thought if you're getting indicted and about to be booked, that's really bad for your campaign yeah. prospects. <laughs> multiply it by four, it's a lot worse. But in this upside-down world, this Alice in Wonderland world, he seems to think it's helping him. And maybe it is to a limited degree right now in the primary. But I guarantee you one thing, this is not helping him with any swing voters or independent voters. They're all looking, this, they're saying, 
no, this is this is not helping him, you know, at least with the broader electorate. So I, I get what he's doing in the primary, but this is still a catastrophe for the GOP. Yeah, look, Republicans have kind of handcuffed themselves because on one hand, they can't have the Nixon moment where they go and tell the candidate, you know, it's time for you to step aside because he'll take the base with them. And if he takes the base with him, that not only uh, makes it ensures that the, they, the ugh, Republicans will lose the White House, but that they'll lose down ticket as well. So it's a disaster. Are, are they handcuffed? Is this a disaster? I mean, I'm sure there's others who might might see it otherwise. I mean, if anyone can turn it around, it's probably President Trump. He knows how to <laughs> well, that's the, that's the argument, right? camera better than anyone. It shocks me that he gets away with so much that and, Until and he does. any candidate, well, and he never hasn't yet. And that's the point. And I think what I expect him to do, and I'm only half joking, is maybe even take a cartwheel as he goes in there. Honestly, just anything to take the attention off, off of what happened last night and refocus it on himself. And I expect him to raise a lot of money off of that mugshot. <laughs> well, when you look at what happened last night with the debate, nobody up there on that stage in totality gave Donald Trump any rationale to second-guess his strategy of literally hijacking the debate, which is what he's successfully doing by bracketing it with this you know, un- unbelievable situation where we're going to have a mugshot right. of the former president of the United States, who's also the front runner to the Republican nomination. And last night, all of those candidates up there, except for one or two of them, they, they, they did not use any of their time to go after the guy that's trouncing them right now as he's about to be booked for a crime. 30, 40 points. We'll get into the debate in a second. But first, security, uh, as you might imagine, is tight around the Fulton County Jail, where the former president will be booked later tonight. That's where we find News Nation national correspondent Robert Sherman live for us in Georgia. Hello, Robert. Set the scene. Hey there, Blake. It wasn't too long ago that former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows turned himself in here at the Fulton County Jail. Really the last of the big names that we were waiting to see here before the former president would make his return here at about 7.30 tonight. So now the entire focus has shifted to the 45th president, Mr. Donald Trump. And you see this scene out here, outside of the courthouse right now. We have seen media outlets representing outlets across the globe that have descended on Fulton County, Georgia here today. It's a pretty large number of outlets. You see a large law enforcement presence here as well. But I want to hedge all of this, Blake. You know, members of the media, members of law enforcement greatly outnumbering demonstrators here today. It's all remained peaceful. A lot of people here exercising their First Amendment right. Uh, Before departing for uh, Georgia, the former president took to social media to hammer the district attorney, Fonnie Willis, and her investigation, writing, quote, that he would be arrested by a radical left low-life district attorney for a perfect phone call and having the audacity to challenge a rigged and stolen election. The evidence is irrefutable. That is what he had to say about this investigation that is going on. It is worth noting here, Blake, that Fonnie Willis is hoping that this case will be going to trial in October. We've already heard from Team Trump. They're pushing back against that filing motions. And talking to legal experts on the ground here in the state, they say that timeline, pretty unlikely. Listen to this. You don't expect a trial in Georgia anytime soon. There's almost no chance. So uh, the, the removal motion he's going to make to remove the case to federal court, and then the immunity motion he's going to make, as as his chief of staff did, both motions, uh, are going to tie up the courts for a long time. So we're not getting a trial in Georgia for the foreseeable future. 
and a change on the former president's legal counsel. News Nation was able to confirm with Steve Sadow that he will be retained by the former president and will be joining him here for this case in Georgia. Something important to note here, Blake, is, is that this is a bit different than the other uh, indictments that we've seen. The former president will not be going to court after he turns himself in here. The district attorney is hoping that that arraignment will take place the week of September 5th. So that is the next date that we'll be keeping a close eye on here, Blake. All right, Robert Sherman live for us on the ground once again, this time in Georgia. Robert, thank you. Let's bring in May Mailman. Uh, May, you were White House counsel uh, in the Trump White House. There are now four different legal cases. And in this one in the state of Georgia, we are going, there is going to be a mugshot, we are led to believe, of the former president. Your first impressions as Donald Trump uh, is seemingly on his way to Georgia right now. I mean, the, the mugshot, I think, basically proves to voters who are Republicans, but maybe, you know, weren't sure whether that they were going to support Trump. It pushes them to support Trump, right? Because it just makes the whole thing seem unfair. You don't need a mugshot for the most recognizable man in the world. And I think that that just reiterates this idea that Fonnie Willis wants to you know, prosecute this this man and 19 of his criminal co-conspirators, who I bet most of them he could not pick out of a lineup, um, for political purposes, for name recognition purposes, for fundraising purposes. So I, you know, I think that the so look, May, I think I think you're getting at I think you're getting at the the political side of things, which I get, and there's certainly a conversation to be had there. But what about the legal side? I mean, you were an attorney in that White House at one point. When you look at the case uh, that Fonnie Willis has has put forward here, should Donald Trump be worried? Well, I think the worry should come from the jury process because Fulton County jury is not bound to be Trump friendly. A uh, politic political judge, a political DA, they're not likely to be Trump friendly. As far as the racketeering charge, I think that that's an overcharge. And so I do think that there is a robust defense. I don't see a criminal purpose. It's perfectly fine to contest an election. People do it all the time. And and when you're talking about criminal activity to get to a lawful purpose, I think that there's a lot of just gray area is is this phone call is this text message is this email who's doing what what was their intent so i i just find it to be very unconvincing and very broad and very sweeping and i i just uh, i think that there's great defenses but it's an unfavorable venue um real quick uh so do any of the cases worry you may well, they all worry me in the sense that because it I seems think like the document Alvin, one is the one that even Republicans point to and say he's got some trouble there. <laughs> right. So I think that the legal defense on the classified documents case is the weakest. However, the political defense is the strongest in the sense that you can point to Hillary Clinton. It's unfair. I know that the viewer is going to say Hillary Clinton was different. You know, those documents weren't marked classified, etc. I know that there are these small nuances that you can pick out, even if you want to label them larger nuances. 
But for the average person who really doesn't dig into that, it just seems like one person was prosecuted and one person wasn't. So you've got a big political defense there and you're in a more favorable venue. So even though the law is stronger there, I I still think that there are some weaknesses. But each case, I think, carries large legal risk. Obviously, the yeah, the Fulton County case and, is one that the president can't pardon. So that's, as you're talking, Kurt is sighing right now. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think he agrees. Well, I mean, first of all, they're not nuances. They're they're facts. Like this is like apples and walnuts here. What we're talking about between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. So that's not even in the same galaxy of 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 alleged behavior. I guess we'll call it uh, number two. This should be politically concerning. This should not be a, oh, well, it's not a big deal. It's just a, a, a motivated DA. It's like, listen, almost every single witness that's involved in all of these cases, they're not Democrats. They're not Democrat operatives. They're former Trump campaign officials. They're people who had close orbit and ties to Donald Trump and his campaign and in the White House. So it's not like it's this partisan, warring, DNC-driven prosecution here, folks. The people that have testified, the people that the grand juries in all four of these cases decided that there was enough there to take this to a trial, looked at the evidence, heard the testimony, and much like the January 6th committee hearings, the witnesses were White House and Trump campaign officials. It's pretty straightforward. This isn't partisan. Well, yeah, I, I tend to agree. The, look, I, I disagree with May. This is, legally, it's a problem. I was a member of Congress, and believe me, I never walked out of a skiff with a classified document. And I had taken them home, and the G-man showed up at my door. I guarantee, you know how it would have gone? Turn over the documents. If they don't, they're taking the right. documents and me. Okay, right. that's how it works. Uh, and this is shocking. And the politics of this is even worse because he, he knowingly took the documents, tried to get others to help obstruct. I mean, this is a pretty clear case. I think legally and politically, it's very damaging. I think it's impossible to separate politics from any sort of judicial proceedings these days. We all know that if you go to the Supreme Court, you've got a 6-3 court that's conservative. We all know if you go to the Ninth Circuit, where I live in California, you're going to get a liberal outcome. So it's impossible for any of us to say that this is somehow separated from politics and it can be judged fairly. It's going to be viewed like every case is through the lens of politics. And frankly, Americans don't care about the legality anymore. We can talk till we're blue in the face and go back to law school and cite you all the elements of every criminality of every case. And it won't matter. At the end of the day, it won't matter because Americans are going to decide whether or not this prosecution is fair. All right. And right, but they don't they vote about. on this, folks. Like the American yeah. people aren't voting. Yeah. It, it, it goes to court. There will be a right. ruling. There's there going to be, be a decision. Yeah. This isn't you know, American but, Idol here. By, by the way, <laughs> um, there was also something else last night. Uh, there was a Republican debate. And one candidate (laughs) took criticism from the others on the stage early and often. That was Vivek Ramaswamy, with most attacking his policies and his inexperience. But uh, Ramaswamy showed that he could give it back to his opponents as well. Watch. I've had enough already tonight of a guy who sounds like ChatGPT standing up here. There you have it. So you the reality make America is, less safe. You have no me, foreign policy experience, and it shows. And you know what? There's a foreign policy the real choice we face in this primary is this. Do you want a super PAC puppet, or do you want a patriot who speaks the truth? All right, so that was just some of it. If, if we were having this conversation three months ago, and I were to say to you in 100 days from now, 90 days from now, you're going to have the former vice president of the United States sitting senators go after Vivek Ramaswamy 
You would have said, get off the set. You have no idea what you're talking about. But it happened early, and it happened often, and it goes to show he's rising, and the others are concerned. Which should be the most concerning part for his campaign, because as he goes up, he will absolutely go down. Every campaign is opening up their oppo book right now and getting ready to dump it all over his campaign. And I think that's something that should terrify him because no one's looked into his background until today. Look, this guy is going to be like a shooting star. He's going to burn real brightly, and then it's going to fade real fast. You think so? Why? Herman Cain, we've seen this before in GOP presidential primaries. Some of these more exotic-type candidates, uh, you know, they have their moments and then they fade out. And I think he performed terribly last night. Did last um, night do him in? I mean, I, 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 you know, I, I, did it. I think with some of the base, they thought it was terrific. Yeah. But for the, a lot of us, you know, we saw that that foreign policy exchange was pathetic. I mean, he was just uh, uh, He just took him to pieces on that one. I thought Christie was, was smart, too, to smack him the way he did. But I think he came off as a little bit swarmy, too slick uh, and clearly inexperienced on foreign policy. And it was obvious. OK, the, well, the, there was another moment and it involved you get it. You guess it. Donald Trump. Obviously, he was not there last night. He chose uh, not to attend the debate. And there was a question that was put to the others on the stage as it relates to the front runner and his potential legal troubles. Watch. If former President Trump is convicted in a court of law, would you still support him as your party's choice? Please raise your hand if you would. Just, hold on. So just to be clear, Governor Christie, you were kind of late to the game there, but no, you raised I, your hand? No, I'm doing this. Look, look, I'm doing this. And I know this. you did. So basically, they all, they all stood by him. Yeah, the party that's going to convince us that they're the party of law and order is going to run for the presidency telling us that one of the central tenets of their campaign is going to be if Donald Trump gets convicted of crimes... Uh, they're going to support him and support his never-ending quest to get pardoned, or pardon himself, I guess, in this case. Um, I don't think that most people in this country are really down for that. I don't think that the American people believe that a presidential campaign should be about one person trying to free himself from legal jeopardy. Uh, I think this is the reason why you look at these debates and you go, wow, they're really doing everything they can to send moderates and independents running into the arms of the Democratic Party. May Mailman, I think we got you back. <laughs> what did you make of that moment and what Kurt had to say? Well- Okay, two two reactions, I guess. First is that Vivek's hand shooting up into the air so eager to vote for Donald Trump is, is I know he's trying to be the most pro-Trump candidate, but he's actually the most anti-Trump candidate because he's the one assuming that Trump is going to fall on his face and that he's going to scoop up all those votes. Wrongly in my assessment, but anyway. Um, And yeah, these candidates say that they're going to back Trump, but it's not because everyone has some sort of disregard for the legal system, but it's because you've seen the FBI, the DOJ go after school board moms, go after Catholics. There is a deep distrust of our legal system, of our prosecutors, of the FBI, of DOJ. And I don't think that that's something that Democrats can just say is super foolish and, you know, moderates don't care. They do. All right. All right. I, I know you all want to jump in there for, <laughs> for a minute, but hold on. May Mailman, stay with us. More to talk about coming up. The elephant not in the room, the former president, of course, preempted last night's debate with counter-programming of his own. So will he continue to do that? What's his media strategy going forward? And we continue to keep our eyes on Georgia. 
on what is becoming another historic day involving the former president. Stay with us when The Hill returns. Was a positive for him, but I don't think it enamored him any votes for a general election, and neither did appearing on TV with Tucker Carlson. But if I was him, I wouldn't have shown up to that debate either because Chris Christie was going to take him to a woodshed. I don't think it changed anything. If he'd gone... He would have done just as well as he did right. last time he did it. I mean, look, you cannot, no matter how great Christie would have been against him, and no matter how moral of a case you could have made to the American public, you're talking to a primary audience. It's a GOP base right. that loves Trump, which is exactly why you saw everyone do. I actually think it made him more powerful not to be in the room because everyone kowtowed to just his shadow. And to me, if he'd shown up, he would have done what he always does. He would have walked away. Like, you guys forget that he was a reality TV star before he was oh, a president. <laughs> no, but I think that people do. And so why wouldn't he appeal to the camera? So it wouldn't have mattered if he was there or he wasn't. Cur- In this right case, decision. it was a, you know, toss of a coin. I think he just gave Joe Biden a get-out-of-debate free card. Why would Joe Biden ever debate Donald Trump ever again. Well, that would be a bad when, look in the, when, in the, when, in the general. When, when the not. precedent has now been set, that you don't need to show up to a debate. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Every they, single reason but, but I don't that think everyone's that saying, the why? Why not? Why do we have two separate rules? If I'm Joe Biden, I'm not spending I a minute on stage with Donald Trump. <laughs> that makes Joe Biden look weak, does yeah. it not? I think every single thing that everyone's saying about why it's a good idea for Trump not to do it, why would that apply to the current president of the United States? May Mailman, now that you now that you, you watched the debate and with Donald Trump not there, real quick, I got 10 seconds. Good decision or no? Uh, yeah, it was a good decision. And I've never been a fan of Trump on the debate stage. He kind of yells and it's like too much for me. So I think he actually probably <laughs> for your sort of more moderate voter might have done himself some favors by not showing up. Got it. All right, May Mailman, former Trump White House attorney, friend of the show. See you here in a couple weeks. Thanks, May. Thanks, Blake. Got it. You got it. All right, coming up, uh, lack of attack. The Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, the top polling candidate on the debate stage, not hit hard by the other candidates. What, what was that all about last night? Like, he was front and center. He's running second, but they didn't touch him. We'll talk about it coming up. New and improved, a $25 value free with every order. Call 1-888-870-8526 to secure your new 2023 Morgan Silver Dollars before they are gone. That's 1-888-870-8526. Right now, get a free footlong at Subway, like the Subway Series menu. Buy one footlong in the app, get one free. For free. That's what I'm talking about. Order in the Subway app today. Attention parents of children diagnosed with cerebral palsy, herbs palsy, or another birth injury. If you suspect that a medical mistake may have occurred at or near the time of birth, your child may have important legal rights. Call Science and Kirk for a free case evaluation. Cerebral palsy is a permanent disability that may be the result of brain damage suffered during pregnancy, delivery, or shortly after birth. A failure to follow the proper standard of care may be the cause of your child's injury. A lifetime of medical care can cost millions of dollars. Protect your family and find out whether financial compensation may be available. Cases are also being investigated for children diagnosed with Herb's palsy, also known as shoulder dyscosia or brachial plexus injury. If you suspected your child's disability could have been prevented, don't wait. Get a free case evaluation. 
Call 1-800-645-3615. That's 1-800-645-3615. Well, the Florida Governor Ron DeSantis back on the campaign trail today after having his uh, chance on the debate stage to gain some ground against Donald Trump last night. Now, prior to the debate, DeSantis said he thought other candidates would pile on him with the tax, but he escaped largely unscathed. Joining us now is the Florida Attorney General and a supporter of uh, the Florida governor, A.G. Ashley Moody. Ashley, thank you for being here on the Hill on News Nation. We appreciate the time. Of course, you're the A.G. there in Florida. You support the, the governor's bid uh, for, for president of the United States. You know, there, there was a thought that these candidates would go after Ron DeSantis last night, and they didn't for the most part. Why? Well, you know, I think the candidates knew the rules and studied the rules and knew how they were going to approach it. And, and remember, if a candidate was named and they were brought up in a response, then that candidate got 30 seconds to respond. And if you'll notice, of all of the candidates on that stage last night, who was direct and focused continuously on what he wanted for this country, how he could bring it quickly back on the trajectory of success, he stayed focused on that, securing our border and its people, the economy, education, protecting parents, backing law enforcement, safer cities and states. Any time he was given the chance to speak, he went right back to that forward thinking message. And I think the other it, candidates knew if they kept giving him an opportunity to talk, he would deliver on what he a, had. A.J. Moody, you know, you know what's happened, though, during the campaign. First five polls after Ron DeSantis announced he was polling between 21 to 23 percent. Last five polls, anywhere between 10 to 16 percent. They went after Vivek Ramaswamy and not Governor Ron DeSantis. Doesn't that show that they feel that there is another target out there that they need to go after, and it's not DeSantis? Look, I think DeSantis established that he is the one with a military background, with the right vision for this country, with the proven track record of actually getting things done when he promises to accomplish things on behalf of his his citizens and the state for which he works. Look, he stays so focused. I've worked personally with him hand in hand on so many of his objectives. He stays so focused until he accomplishes what he sets out to do. I would rather have someone in charge of this country, a commander in chief that never loses sight of the mission, doesn't get distracted by name calling or personal insults or personality you know, you, attacks, or even talk about, a chaos in a debate, but remains you, focused, you talk about, that's who he is, and that's what he'll be as president. You talk about focus, I wanna show you a clip from last night and get your reaction on the other side. I'm gonna stand on the side of life. Look, I understand Wisconsin is gonna do it different than Texas. I understand Iowa and New Hampshire are gonna do different, but I will support the cause of life as governor and as president. That, of course, was the governor on abortion. The clip that I wanted to show you was Ron DeSantis sort of being a little bit hesitant to raise his hand when he let's 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 show that. I'd rather I'd rather show it and then I'll get your reaction. Sure. Former President Trump is convicted in a court of law. Would you still support him as your party's choice? Please raise your hand if you would. He looked right to Pence, he looked left to Ramaswamy, then he put his hand up. The Trump campaign called that, quote, pathetic. Your response? 
Ron DeSantis is going to support the nominee of the Republican Party. No doubt he sees what Biden has done to this country. I can tell you as the attorney general that is working day and night with law enforcement to make sure that our state is safe and secure and we're protecting uh, our borders. We have to have a president that remains focused, is going to to beat Joe Biden, is going to get us out of the spiral that we're in, whether it's the economy or our, the security of our cities. It is incredible what has happened in two short years. I can tell you as an AG who's been fighting so hard in court, it's going to take a very strong, focused leader. That's what Ron DeSantis will be. And he will support the nominee that's going to, if number one, he can beat Joe Biden. Let's say that. He can beat him, no doubt. But if he is not the nominee, he will support the nominee. Ashley Moody, the Attorney General for my home state of Florida. Uh, thank you for joining us, being here on the Hill on News Nation. Appreciate it. Thank you. Great to be with you, Blake. Denise, where does Ron DeSantis go from here? The problem with Ron DeSantis is that his ceiling is Trump's floor. Um, they, there's just a 538 Washington Post poll that came out right as we were coming on air that showed that DeSantis won, according to GOP watchers, by 29 percent, that he won, not by a huge margin. The 29 percent of, of yeah, GOP of the, watchers they thought, thought he won. Was yeah, thanks for clarifying. Yep. Um, and so, but the problem is, no matter how far he gets up there, he will never overcome the antipathy between he and Trump. And so, as long as he's antagonizing Trump's people, he's never going to be able to win. And so, I don't really understand why he came out strong. I thought he did a great job, and I actually did think last night that there was a generational shift that I saw happening in the Republican Party where the old guard was starting to look old and the new guard, led by people like Vivek and sure. DeSantis, started looking young and vivacious and I thought they will destroy Biden on a debate stage. Okay. So she's right in that sense. So those are the presidential hopefuls. There's also the eight GOP hopefuls and former President Trump uh, who weren't really the only ones in the spotlight last night. Did you see this moment? The South Dakota governor Christy Nome also tried to grab a bit of the limelight, starring in an ad touting her state's economy and job, job availability. Watch. Let's look on the bright side. South Dakota stayed open for business during the pandemic. Now we've got more jobs than people. So I'm filling in until you get here. South Dakota is the freest state in America and the best state to live, work and raise a family. We accept I watched that last night, and I thought to myself, was that a VP audition in the middle of this debate? What's going on? You got Christy Nome starring in an ad there in the middle of the debate. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene showing up, watching Donald Trump on, on X, Twitter, whatever, and that picture goes viral. Uh, we talked to Carrie Lake the other day. She didn't really deny it. You know, they're all trying to get in front of Donald Trump, are they not? They are. In fact, um, not only was uh, Christy Nome uh, auditioning for the second spot on the Trump ticket, you know, the vice president, I think some of the other candidates on that stage, like uh, Ramaswamy, uh, he's clearly uh, sucking up to Trump. He's not going to win, but I think he'd like to be a vice presidential candidate. Some of the other folks who raised their hand, uh, I think they want to be part of Team Trump. Should he be the nominee? I, I can't understand why they're running. I mean, if you're not there to win, why are you there? But apparently they're there to be second place or just to be in his good graces. Let's be clear. Everyone on that stage, if given the chance to be VP, including Pence, would be <laughs> VP again. You, th you, you think Pence would do it again? You think Pence would take it and DeSantis would take it? The fact know. that they both said know. that they would support Trump if he was the nominee wow. tells me that they would also be on the ticket with Trump if he was the nominee. Look, Trump needs to get um, a footing with women. That is his weakness. And so <laughs> he needs weakness. to have 
a fe- it's going to have to be a female vice presidential candidate. Like, it has to so. be. Yeah, because he says so many offensive things about women that he needs someone who can defend him and explain away what it is that he says. Is it that or because, I mean, suburban women were a big problem? Yeah, a huge well, problem. Well, yeah, I mean, I think you look at even more than what Trump says or has said in the past about women. It's about the fact that we've seen now in multiple election cycles the issue of Roe v. Wade, the issue of women's rights, is an incredibly motivating factor for the Democratic primary base, for independent voters. We've seen in some of the voter initiatives that have happened in red states how that is turned those states upside down in those specific elections. That's a problem that Republicans still have not figured out how to acknowledge. All the while, they use that debate time to say, we need a 15-week ban on abortion. That's not going to fly with the overall electorate, and so they need to have at least some female face of those policies to advocate for them, because if you just got two men doing that, it's not going to work. So if you think it has to be a woman, assuming Donald Trump's going to be the nominee, who? I mean, I could easily see the governor being one of those. It's got to be someone that people don't really dislike. I think Carrie Lake is really hard to get around. Um, there are probably a bunch of women who could be that, that play that role. But really, he just needs a woman. I haven't thought too much about it. Well, look, Republicans have two problems with the general electorate, as far as I'm concerned. As a, and this is you as a Republican. This is a Republican. I'm going to say as a Republican. Donald Trump and the abortion issue. And I'm not sure which, which is more challenging for Republicans. It could be the abortion issue. But Republicans are going to have to figure this out because Trump is turning off such a large swath of the electorate. And the abortion position of the GOP, I was the last guy in the U.S. House, last Republican U.S. House, uh, to vote to, to fund Planned Parenthood. And I voted against the 20-week abortion ban. I was alone. But I said, there's consequences to this. They're on the wrong side uh, of public opinion in a very big way. So suburban women, Independence, you know, Trump and abortion are turning them off. They have to figure out how to. Ma- Haley tried to, she tried to straddle it and navigate it. Well, now and then now she's going right after after Donald Trump. Um, Marjorie Taylor Greene, quote: "My name is on a list of Trump vice president picks." That's a, a headline from from the other day. <laughs> the we, we had Carrie Lake on this show. She didn't deny it. I mean, Christy Nome putting that ad in the middle of, of, <laughs> of the presidential debate. I mean, she offered to put Donald Trump on Mount Rushmore, so this shouldn't surprise anyone. The problem yeah. is going to be what female candidate really wants to attach themselves to the Trump train, knowing that he's going to well, put them front and center. But a, a real the vice president, Lee Stefanik. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. it's got to be somebody who's reputable. Her, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. who wants to ruin their reputation. That right. Right. Well, well, I don't know if it's. I mean, you you say ruin your reputation, but for them, that. I mean, Mike Pence's reputation is it ruined? I, I don't yeah. know. I think I'll, they only tried to hang him. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, broadly speaking, general, when you look at Mike Pence now, there were Republicans coming to his side last night on the debate stage and saying he did the right thing. All right, coming up, cold as ice. The Russian president, Vladimir Putin, making a chilling comment about the death of the mercenary leader who turned against him as Republican candidates fight over how the U.S. should deal with Russia. So what could this all mean for America's role in Ukraine as that plane just dropped out of the sky? broke his silence on the plane that just fell out of the sky in Russia. Quote, I've known Prigozhin for a long time since the early 90s. He was a man of complicated fate, and he made serious mistakes in his life. End quote. Vladimir Putin. <laughs> to the former congressman who was on the <laughs> Homeland Security Committee. Um, what, what is the importance of this? I mean, this is, you know, President Biden was joking about this, like, you better watch what he eats. Everyone was sort of expecting this to be the outcome, but now it's here. Well, certainly, look, 
the, the Russians and Putin in this case, they do not tolerate dissent. And in this case, a stab in the back. I mean, Prigozhin was his ally and turned on him. Uh, and so it's hardly shocking that Prigozhin is now not among the living. Right. Uh, but, you know, to the, I, I would just simply say that and, and Putin is under tremendous pressure because of this grand miscalculation of an invasion of Ukraine. Ukraine is degrading the Russian military for us on the cheap, keeping the Russians from going anywhere else in Eastern Europe because they are so bogged down. So Putin's got a lot of problems internally. The fact that the Prigozhin was actually marching on Moscow, I mean, should just tell you the weakness in many respects of Vladimir Putin. I don't think he's in a very strong position right now. Fifty-five percent of Americans in a new poll, and you were on the Appropriations Committee in the House, say that we should not continue with congressional funding as it relates to your Ukraine. Uh, a majority of Republicans are in that camp. You view it as how? Uh, I, I, I think we absolutely have to fund the Ukrainian operations right now. Absolutely. Again, this is a, this is a bargain. For what we're doing, the, Russian, the Russians are trying to undermine American power and influence everywhere they can in the world. And here are these Ukrainians fighting valiantly and taking down the Russians. They're fighting, they're punching well above their weight. This is really limiting the Russians' ability to cause problems elsewhere. This is, from a strategic standpoint, this is a bargain. And I, I say to my, Republican, my, for, my former Republican colleagues, you should continue to do this. European peace, prosperity, and stability uh, is at risk. And this is our foundation of American national security policy. Why would we not stay right. the course? So, so this was obviously front and center, at least in the back half of the debate last night, I think, yeah. uh, as an issue that there was pretty big dissent uh, among the candidates up on stage. Watch. Vivek, if we do the giveaway that you want to give to Putin to give him his land, it's not going to be too long before he rolls across a NATO border. Ukraine is not a priority for the United States of America. A win for Russia is a win for China. What'd you make of that back and forth? You know, I, I'm kind of biased because my grandfather was a two-star general who fought against the communists and ended up having to go in China and had to go to Taiwan. And so I understand, like, this argument about China and Taiwan. And I think that were we in any other situation with our economy where people felt like they could think about anyone other than themselves, most Republicans would be back on board saying this is what we're trying to do is avoid World War III. And I thought Haley and Pence made compelling arguments that I would have thought most Republicans would have bought into always. This is going to be a huge battle here in Washington up on Capitol Hill as it relates to funding and what to do with Ukraine going forward. Oh, it's, it's becoming a litmus test, really. Uh, I think it's going to be a real headache for the Republican leadership in Congress. I think that this puts Speaker McCarthy directly at odds with Senator McConnell, uh, as, as McConnell has been very forceful in wanting to continue to see uh, the war in Ukraine fund. And I think the former it's not like this is a cakewalk for Democrats. Like. No, but I think that the former Congressman makes a, makes a good point here. They are doing this for us on the cheap. It yeah. is a bargain. The, the national security interests that are being protected by the people of Ukraine fighting this war for us, and all we have to do is give them the, the, the things that they need to do it rather than sacrifice a single American life. That's a bargain. They're motivated. Right. Meantime, uh, an update on Evan Gershkovich. Of course, the Wall Street Journal reporter still de uh, detained in Russia. A Russian court has scheduled his trial for late November and will keep him behind bars at least until then. Gershkovich has been in a Russian prison since March and is being held on espionage charges. Of course, the U.S., the Wall Street Journal, Evan Gershkovich say it's all uh, not true. 
Joining us now is uh, Brian Enton, guest host tonight of Elizabeth Vargas Reports. Hey there, Brian. Hey, Blake. Yes. Yeah, so, sadly, with the Washington Post reporter, um, it's just uh, I'm sorry, it's, it's not a surprise. I mean, you know, they're going to keep extending it out, obviously. Hopefully the U.S. government will get involved uh, and, and something can be done. We're going to talk about that coming up on the show. Also, um, with that situation in Russia, uh, you were talking about the plane crash. The big question now is, is he really dead? Um, there was another plane crash back in 2013 a lot of people aren't talking about where Prigozhin uh, was also thought to be dead, and he actually wasn't. He was alive. We've got a former KGB agent who will be on the show tonight. We're going to ask him about it. He knows what goes on behind the scenes with Putin. Uh, that's coming up uh, at the top of the hour, Blake. I, I, I interviewed Jack Barsky once uh, about this. In, in all my years of television, Brian... He was one of the most interesting interviews I have ever done. Yeah. <laughs> when he talks, you listen because he was in the middle of all this. Yeah, that's what everyone's been telling me. I've never interviewed him, but everyone that I've talked to today who has talked to this man is like, this is going to be one of the most interesting interviews <laughs> yeah, that you've it, done it in was, a while. You're going to be fascinated. So I'm looking forward to it. It, it was fascinating. When I, I talked to him, I told the, the producers who you're working with tonight, I was like, that was awesome. Yeah. Uh, he, he knows his stuff. All right. Uh, Brian Enton, we'll, uh, we'll see you here in about eight minutes' time, filling in for Elizabeth Vargas tonight on Elizabeth Vargas Reports, 6 o'clock Eastern. Well, coming up, the deal of a lifetime, <laughs> or is it? An NFL quarterback who's getting a lifetime contract to plug Mayo. <laughs> That's before we go. You've seen the controversy unfold surrounding New York Representative George Santos. The reality is, it's a witch hunt. Now, the embattled congressman has his say. Live tonight on Dan Abrams Live. The Supplemental Security Income Program provides monthly payments to help meet basic needs, like putting food on the table, paying the rent, or buying new shoes for growing feet. You may qualify if your income and financial resources are low, and you are 65 or older or an adult or child with a disability or who is blind. Call 1-800-772-1213 or go to ssa.gov SSI to start to apply. Produced by Social Security at U.S. taxpayer expense. In 2007, Marine First Lieutenant Travis Mannion was killed in Iraq after saving his wounded teammates. Travis's legacy lives on through the words he spoke before his final deployment. If not me, then who? Words that today fuel the spirit of Travis Manion Foundation. And through TMF, these words can live in you too. Show the world what you're made of, because character is invisible until it's not. Find out how you can strengthen the character of your community alongside empowered veterans, families of the fallen, and inspired civilians at travismanion.org. If a baby is giggling in the back seat, they're probably happy. If a baby is crying in the back seat, they're probably hungry. But if a baby is sleeping in the back seat, Will you remember they're even there? When you're distracted, stressed, or not usually the one who drives them, the chances of forgetting them in the back seat are much higher. It can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get in the habit of checking the back seat when you leave. The message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Thanks for listening to News Nation on the Go. I'm Elizabeth Vargas, and this is America's source for engaging and unbiased news. Babes, what are you doing? What? I'm just mowing the lawn. No, it's blazing hot and dry out here. Don't you remember? Smokey Bear says... Avoid using power equipment when it's windy or dry. Where'd you learn this? 
Oh, it's on... SmokeyBear.com with many other wildfire prevention tips. Right. Thanks, honey bear. Because remember, only you can prevent wildfires. Brought to you by the USDA Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo GOAT, G-O-A-T, acronym, stands for Greatest of All Time, as in Spaghetti Sandwiches for Dinner? They're my fave. Dad, you're the GOAT. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Ma, is this how you feed a hamster? Uh, I think so. Is my homework right? Hmm, I think so. Is, uh, this milk still good? Uh, I think so. When it comes to parenting, sometimes it's okay to think you know. But when it's something as important as your child's car seat, don't just think. No. Double-check if your child is in the right seat for their age and size. It'll help protect them in a car crash. Don't just think. No. By visiting NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. When it comes to a gun suicide attempt, all it takes is a moment. Heather and I had an argument just like any other couple. I was lost. I had snapped. I had a gun and I was going to take my own life. Heather helped me realize that there was still a life to live for the better of myself, my family. My weapon is now safely put away. A moment of crisis can happen to anyone. Store your guns, locked, unloaded, and away from ammo. Hear more safe stories at endfamilyfire.org. Brought to you by Brady and the Ad Council. And just imagine Whirlpool and Massage Jets creating a relaxing spa-like experience right in your home. Call now and get $1,000 off your walk-in bath plus low monthly payments with this exclusive TV offer. With a brand new walk-in bath, you can unwind and relax using powerful hydrotherapy along your legs, feet, and spine while staying warm with heated back, neck, and shoulder surfaces all at the touch of a button. Walk-in bath club gives you a modern and luxurious experience installed in as little as a day and backed by a lifetime limited warranty so call walk-in bath club and get a thousand dollars off your walk-in bath and low monthly payments now for a free quote call 800-431-9296 that's 800-431-9296 all right so before we say goodbye here's some headlines that caught our eye and we begin with uh, elon musk i saw this and i, I went hmm Headline, Elon Musk spoke with Vladimir Putin directly, Pentagon says. This was about uh, Starlink service. It happened in October last year during the war. Elon Musk talking with Putin in the middle of the war. You take any issue with that? Or? Well, I take issue because he initially denied that this ever happened. Right, and then he... And so he, let's call that, what it is, it's a lie when you say you didn't do something and <laughs> someone did it. So uh, I wouldn't care if he hadn't lied about it. And when someone lies about something, it makes me go... Well, why did you lie about it? What don't you want us to know about that? Yeah, and there's been questions about Starlink and whether he's been turning it off and turning it on to help Putin and help the uh, Russian government. It goes to the question of, like, he, he's the greatest entrepreneur of our era, bar none, but then when you talk about controlling the skies, is there too much power? Maybe yeah. he's running for president. No, as, a, <laughs> as a non-American citizen. I don't think yeah, hey, listen, right, whatever. So Rules from Musk to Mayo, this one is... is <laughs> I like that. Tennessee Titans quarterback Will Levis. He has signed a lifetime contract uh, with Hellman's because he drinks his coffee 
with mayo. <laughs> Nobody well, does that. For no, no, no. Will, Will, Will Levis does. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just read about some other. I didn't realize the mayo world was so competitive, but apparently there's a company called Dukes okay. that's giving out free tattoos of mayonnaise, like their branded mayonnaise, <laughs> and a lot of people do it. So go figure. Here's Will like Levis. Here's Will Levis, by the way, about it. This this is a spoof, but a commercial. Watch it. <laughs> I'm proud to officially announce that I've signed a lifetime supply of Hellman's contract. I'd like to thank my mom, who introduced me to Hellman's mayonnaise and started my love for the beautiful condiment that it is, as well as my high school lunch lady, Miss Lisa, who knew that extra mayonnaise meant extra mayonnaise. We don't know how he's going to do in the NFL, but he's got quite the personality there. All right, uh, lastly, before we go, pumpkin spice latte at Starbucks, 20 years. I'm feeling a little basic. I love me a little pumpkin spice, yeah. like latte, the cinnamon rolls. Like, yeah. Fall in D.C. It's I don't beautiful. drink coffee. Yeah, you're a tea, you're a tea guy. And I couldn't. I would never put mayonnaise in coffee either, by the way. <laughs> and I love Will Levis. He was a Nittany Lion yeah. by a Kentucky and now Tennessee. But no, <laughs> I never, no coffee. No I never coffee. had a cup of coffee. I had one cup of no. coffee, and then I had two kids, and now I drink it more than water. So that, <laughs> there, there, you you go. Go. there you go. Thank you all for being here. Yeah. A lot of fun. Appreciate the time. Always, Come on yeah. back. That's it for The Hill. Uh, We'll see you back here tomorrow. Elizabeth Vargas' report starts right now. Right now, former President Donald Trump is in the air on his way to Atlanta. He is expected to touch down at any moment. His first stop, the Fulton County Jail. I'm Brian Enton. Welcome to Elizabeth Vargas Reports. Trump 